<laughs> All right, so now we check in with Shang Peng from San Jose Hockey Now. Uh, how's it going? Seems like uh, last week there were some things happening. Seems like there's going to be some things this week going to be happening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you would hope so uh, with uh, how the Sharks finished last year that there is something happening uh, this coming week. And it sounds like there are a number of things that may be happening. Okay. So we earlier there was a Zoom call with Doug Wilson. And he, one of the things he mentioned was, uh, you know, Hurdle, Eric Carlson, Logan Couture, all healthy, 100% good to go. Obviously good news. But there's also been a lot of talk about Devin Dubnik being brought in along with Ryan Donato. Have you heard anything more in that regard? Uh, nothing extra than, uh, than where we were kind of left at. I think the last uh, significant report was from Pierre Lebrun. And Lebrun said, uh, very importantly, that the Sharks were not on uh, Dubnik's uh, no-trade list. Uh, Dubnik has a no-trade list of 10 teams, 10 teams that Minnesota cannot send them to. And what's interesting about the Sharks not being on the list is that the Sharks are obviously one of the teams that this uh, offseason are looking for goaltending. And so if Dubnik did not want to come to San Jose, he could have very simply just put the Sharks on that list because you can tell that the Sharks were a team that probably were looking for a goaltender. So it sounds like uh, he is uh, open to a move, and he must have known that he might have been, you know, considering that he did not play any of the, the playoffs uh, for Minnesota, that he, you know, was uh, somebody who, who might uh, be – asked to 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 go somewhere and mm -hmm. so i think that that is a uh, very interesting and the sharks are of course doing it right they're letting uh of course uh, devin dubnik's wife had some serious health issues uh in, during this season and so they're doing it right and letting uh devin decide th that if he wants to come or not but it sounds like it is very much in his court uh what he wants to do and it sounds like it probably will go through Really? So you don't even think they're kicking the tires on uh, on Lundquist or uh, uh, Thomas Grice? Uh, well, Grice they can't really talk to until free agency starts. And so they may want to solve this issue before then. Mm -hmm. uh, they may not want to get into any uh, kind of uh, bidding kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, bidding war might be too strong a word for Thomas Grice, but, you know, uh, getting into bidding uh, with uh, for Grice. Um, also, too, I think that uh, they may just simply have decided that Dubnik is their guy, right? You think, that, and, you think that's being pushed from Nabby? I would, I would hope so. Uh, you know, who, who would you want, you know, deciding the Sharks goaltender of the future? Do you want a defenseman in Doug Wilson or do you want a goaltender <laughs> in the Bokov, right? So I assume that, uh, I mean, obviously it is Doug's final decision. He, you know, the, the buck stops with him, but I'm like, and he said it in, in the, in his pre-drop available on Friday. And he's, he mentioned that he's, you know, leaning on Nabby and he's talked to Nabby, you know, a, a lot about it. So, so I think very much so. It's, it's very much uh, uh, on, on the Bokov, and uh, it should be too. You know, he's, he's the, he's the, he's the goaltending coach of the organization. And you mentioned the Lundqvist, and I think it's important to mention too that I don't believe that Lundqvist fits the profile of the goaltender that the Sharks are looking for. Uh, all the names that we've heard attached uh, with the Sharks, uh, whether from Pierre LeBrun or Elliot Freeman or uh, Kevin Kurz, uh, this, uh, this offseason, you know, we're talking uh, Jake Allen, we're talking uh, Darcy Kemper, uh, Braden Holtby, James Reimer, uh, Devin Dubnik, right? You know, these are all uh, very recent number one goaltenders, all guys that, you know, I think there's a belief that these guys can play 40, 50 games uh, uh, next season. And I don't know if there's a belief that Lundqvist is that guy anymore. 
you know, I wrote an article a couple weeks ago suggesting that Lundquist would be a good idea. And the reason why I suggested it was because uh, some of his performance metrics uh, suggest that he's still, you know, average to above average. And because he was bought out, he uh, probably wouldn't ask for a lot of money. And so that kind of makes sense. You know, you sign a guy for, you know, a million, a million and a half. They perform like a starter. And that leaves you more money to fix other problem spots on your roster. And as we know, the Sharks have a lot of problem spots on their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that seemed sensible to me. But uh, I've talked to a few scouts recently who have watched Lundqvist more recently than I have and more closely than I have. And they say that they feel like at this point, um, he is not a starter anymore. He is a backup. And the Sharks, I think, you know, after considering uh, how, you know, poorly uh, Martin Jones has played overall the last couple of seasons, you know, they clearly want uh, better, at least insurance, you know, in case Jones slips up again, you know, they, they don't want to have a, 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 a true backup like I think Lundqvist is thought to be now, like an Aaron Dell. Uh, and, and and full credit Aaron Dell performed admirably last year, but you know they want somebody with a little more experience, with a little more of a ceiling, you know, uh, and, and it just in case. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Definitely. Def- well, when he when he said that Lundqvist didn't fit the profile model, what does that mean? That he wants to win? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know appreciate you coming on with us, Shang. Obviously, you're a good buddy of ours. We love chatting yeah. with you. There's something I wanna wanted to circle back to. So sure. you know everything with you know with Dubnik and Donato and everything going on. You know some you know I know. Pierre LeBron said it could be two separate deals. You know, I believe Michael Russo echoed a little bit as well. There's also obviously some chatter. It could be the same deal, but let's just assume it's the same deal. Do you see this as a situation where Donato is being included as a sweetener to take on Dubnik Dubnik, or do you see it as a situation where the Sharks are more interested in Donato and, you know, Bill Guerin, the wild GM, is saying, well, if you want Donato, you got to take on Dubnik. Do you get the impression that it's one way or the other, or is it just a matter of the Sharks like both players? Um, yeah, I think it's closer to liking both players. I think they want Dubnik. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why you would take on uh, – uh, why you would risk as important a position as goaltender uh, just to take on a – you know, quote, you know uh, not, not saying that, that you think this, but like a sweetener like, like, like Dubnik. Like you, you can't risk your goaltending position like that especially for a guy in Donato who is a decent player, but he's a guy who, you know, was a fourth-line player for Minnesota last year who was scratched in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I, that, doesn't, that doesn't quite add up to me that, that, that we're going to uh, – we're, we're going to – we love this, this fourth-line player and we'll take on your bad goalie contract and put our goaltending position at risk next season. Uh, when when my you know when my job and my being Doug Wilson's job might be at risk next next year, you know I I, I think that you know despite you know Dubnik's uh, you know very poor season this year and also there are some underlying metrics that suggest that he's actually been uh, underperforming for the last three years. Um, despite these kind of uh, uh, markers, uh, there's something about him that they like uh, at his cost uh, more than other guys of similar cost, whether it be um, uh, you know, Darcy Kemper. Well, Darcy Kemper will be more expensive in terms of what you had to trade for him. You know, uh, they want they want a first uh, for for Kemper, and I've heard they wanted two firsts, and that kind of 
tells you where their head is at. They want a lot for him, you know, so they want at least mm-hmm. one first for him. Uh, guys like, um, you know, James Reimer, who are, might be comparable, in, you know, in, in most people's eyes to a Dubnik, but they like Dubnik more, it, it seems like. Or, you know, just whatever you think you think of out there. You know, even a guy like Holpe, who obviously has that, uh, you know, Stanley Cup in his, on his resume, but... I think there's something about uh, Dubnik that they like a, a little, a, a little more. You know, a combination of uh, potential play, high ceiling play, but also to his cost too. You know, because he had a, a clearly bad year this year, uh, he is. You know, he, his acquisition cost isn't as great as opposed to, let's say, last summer if you wanted to trade for Dubnik and, or or Donato. You know, the acquisition cost would have been too too great for the Sharks. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. You know, I think, especially, I, I'm trying to look at it from an optimistic point of view. And I think, given the numbers, I, I think maybe you could you could, uh, you could could formulate an argument where it's, well, you know, Dubnik had a respectable save percentage the previous year. Maybe less starts, he can get back to that. You know, I mean, the age is obviously a consideration as well. But I, I'm kind of leaning towards, okay, maybe if he's starting, I don't know, let's say 30 to 35 games as opposed to, geez, I think he started 60 or 65 one year. So maybe they're thinking that's something uh, that they can get out of him. You know, less starts might keep him fresher in the stretch run. I'm curious to know your take on... Donato as well you know he's somebody I kind of look at in the same light as a Dylan Gambrell where he's got a lot of skill and really I think the best way for him to succeed is just to get him in a top six position where he's playing with guys who are a little more crafty offensively do you think and again this is all you know hypothetical until it's official of course but let's say Ryan Donato does come to the San Jose Sharks do you see a scenario where maybe it's kind of like fuel to the fire and it's like okay you're gonna play with Tomas Hurdle on opening night or is it more of a depth situation? Oh well first uh, to uh, mention about uh, Dubnik and his workload uh, from 2014 to 2019 not including this year, but uh, 14 to 19, Dubnik started the second most games in the NHL, uh, second only to uh, Braden Holpe. So, so there he has played a lot of games uh, um, in the last uh, number of years. Uh, anyway, about Donato, well, uh, can Donato uh, start the season with uh, uh, Tomas Hurdle? Well, you had uh, Daniel Yurtaikin as uh, top six forward <laughs> to start last season. So, so I, I think that the the competition uh, may not be uh, so fierce. But uh, uh, and uh, I, I don't mean to put Donato in that class. Donato is clearly a, a more talented player than your Tyken, at least your Tyken last year. And uh, but I think Donato is also a, a, a more skilled player than, than a Gambrell type too. You know, I think Donato is a guy that will be, if he is acquired, will be expected to come in and be a third line forward at worst. You know, mm-hmm. this is not one of those guys like a like a uh, a guy that is a fourth liner that you hope can can play up. You know. The expectation right. with him, even though in Minnesota, you know, uh, numbers games to some degree where he, where he couldn't play up. Also, too, there are flaws in his game. Um, you know, he's obviously a very skilled player. He can put the puck in the net. Uh, he scored 14 goals uh, uh, this season and just averaging 10 minutes a night. That's that's actually pretty pretty good, you know. So, you know, given, given the chance, he can score. But he does have flaws in his game. I, I spoke with a scout about uh, Donato uh, once those rumors started popping up. And I think the, the chief thing that this scout told me was that his compete level is, is not, um, not, not on par, at least for, for what this scout expected. You know, he said that Donato is not brave. <laughs> And so I, I assume that 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 means a lot of in terms of just going into the, the hard to play scoring areas, you know, playing inside. Uh, the good thing about that, though, is that that can be taught. 
you know, a guy like Kevin LeBanc is a good example of that. Even though LeBanc and Donato aren't the, quite the same type of player, you know, LeBanc being more of a playmaker and Donato being more of a shooter. Uh, but I remember when LeBanc was a, was a rookie and I was covering Vegas back then. And I remember a conversation I had with a scout then. And uh, I showed him a clip of uh, Ryan Reeves, actually, who had just been acquired by Vegas, uh, steaming down on, on LeBanc on a forecheck. And LeBanc just sort of bailed. And uh, that scout called called LeBanc a softie. <laughs> and guys, you know, guys, guys can learn how, 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 how basically guys can learn to play inside. And LeBanc did. And so Donato, um, a little bit older than LeBanc was a couple of years ago, of course, Donato's 24 now. But it's a it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good uh, like Dubnik. It's it's a good uh, higher ceiling bet uh, for for the Sharks. You know, here's a guy that you expect to be able to play third line minutes at, at least for this Sharks team that isn't very deep up front and does have the ability to turn into a second line forward perhaps. Well, I mean, the Sharks. It seems you know they got a solidified top four in Couture, Kane, Meyer, and Hurdle. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what those other two pieces are going to be that that gets kind of fill in the blanks if you will is there any well, other forgot names? the entire third line there too so they have no third line so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but those pieces are a little easier to come by if you know what i mean not to mention the fact that i'm sure that like last season guys are going to be given opportunity to you know solidify their position whether right. it's gambrell or gregor or shellman or whoever i'm still surprised nason hasn't been given something at this point but uh i mean are there any other names whether it's a tyler to foley whether it's taking a flyer on bobby ryan somebody to fill out that top six well yeah i i think uh, to uh spin off on what you said about you know what the sharks know they have at forward you know their top four guys and kevin lebank is is up there too you know to to, to make it five i think um but with their limited cap space, and this is where Sharks fans obviously need to temper their expectations. With their limited cap space, you're not bringing in uh, surefire, you know, top six guys like uh, like Taylor Hall. Uh, maybe you bring in a Dan and Offer to Foley, but just one of them. You're not bringing in both of them, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's one of those things where you need to take shots on guys like Donato, who are clearly talented, who are not making a lot of money, so you can fit them under the cap. And who, you know, with a little bit of, uh, you know, with a little bit of coaching, with a little bit of trust, maybe give him a little playing time, put him with the right people, you know, you might be able to get that kind of similar-ish second, third-line performance, but, you know, for a fraction of what a Toffoli will cost. Now, speaking of these other guys in terms of, uh, you know, who the Sharks might be interested, uh, I've heard their name attached with Toffoli. I'm not sure if I buy it just because I think Toffoli is a guy who really played himself into a larger contract uh, after, you know, he performed great with Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if I'm seeing that the Sharks can be really be able to fit him in what they, you know, can afford. You know, right now they have about $14 million in cap, play, cap space roughly. They have three forward spots that need to, to fill. They have two defensemen. Uh, granted, they don't need to spend a lot on defensemen because, you know, they obviously they spent them on already. Yeah. <laughs> so they just need more like a, a bottom pairing guy and a seventh guy. So, And then they need a, another goalie too. And so that's uh, 14 million is a decent amount, but not for six players, you know. Yeah. Uh, so someone, someone fetch me Eric Halla today. Yeah. Exactly. So a guy like Halla, <laughs> uh, I, I think it could be interesting. A guy like uh, a, a guy like uh, uh, Granlin, uh, who has some, you know, who had some great years in Minnesota, did not do great and did not do well in Nashville. 
uh, you know, there's, there's a little potential there. Um, or a little more of a mid-range guy like Jesper like Foss, um, you know, not a great goal scorer, but terrific two-way player. Uh, so guys like that could be maybe more realistic. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I, of course, it'd be great to bring in a surefire, you know, 20, 30 goal scorer like a Dananoff or to Foley, but it might, it might be a little too expensive. It might not be the smartest play for, for the Sharks because, you know, they need to fill out a, a lot of depth, a lot of spots. They need to fill out, like you mentioned, you know, there's a top six question. There's an entire third line, you know, that's missing. And so you need to, you need to, you need to add, add those parts. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Actually, we do have an article coming out, um, I think tomorrow, if not tomorrow, before free agency, uh, where I do talk to the, you know, I, the, the first couple of free agency articles I had, uh, one was about buyout UFAs and the other were, was about bargain UFA boards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of, kind of your, your dumpster dive guys. And so <laughs> I have uh, something coming out uh, in a couple of days uh, talking to scouts about some of the premier guys like Gandanoff and uh, Granlin and, and uh, Craig Smith. And you know, kind of uh, engaging their fit with the sharks. Cool. So, what you're telling me is we're not going to see Mike Hoffman or Co- Connor McDavid in team. Well, we're not going to so, see Mike Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a better chance of seeing Connor McDavid on this team. Than Mike <laughs> well, uh, finally, here uh, before we let you go, we know that kind of the the top five of the defense for the sharks are set in stone between. Mm-hmm. You know, Burns, Vlasic, Carlson, Schimmick, Ferraro, obviously Brendan Dillon, uh, no longer with the team. I can't imagine that Brandon Davidson or Dalton Prout are here next season. So do, you know, do, do the Sharks look at what they have in the pipeline, whether it's Jacob Middleton or, I, you know, obviously so a guy that I rooted for a lot was Jeremy Waugh. And, and it, it sucks that he just couldn't, you know, breakthrough uh so do you think it's a case of uh Kanaijev, uh i'm gonna butcher all these names with the exception of merkley of course um what, no you said that wrong too huh <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> uh, but like d simone or uh brinson see i'm just gonna say the first name uh <laughs> <laughs> So who do you think breaks through to be paired with uh, Farrar going forward? Because I just can't, with all those holes that you talked about between, you know, getting somebody to backstop Jones and the whole, on the fact that there's no third line, obviously they probably need to look inward to find that sixth, seventh guy. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I'll say honestly myself too, uh, I focus so much on the forwards uh, during this time and the goaltending because those are the kind of the most acute needs uh, for for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, your number six defenseman is very important because that's a guy who's going to play and that's guys who, you know, in theory is going to be uh, paired with uh, Mario Ferraro, who you think a lot of, so you don't want to just, uh, you know, put him with, with the wrong guy. Um, so I want to look a little more into that guys that I have thought of. I, I might see Tim Key coming back. You know, he does useful things uh, for the, for the sharks and, um, or as, as an angel player, he's not a, great angel player but by by any stretch but you know i think he is a a bottom pairing capable guy and he'll be inexpensive which is i think the key you know the 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 key the key thing there uh pasnachuk and maybe i don't know if i'm saying his name right but uh but he is definitely a guy that they think highly of and i think there is a very good chance that he can start the season in in the nhl 
Um, a guy like Merkley, I'm not as uh, as uh, hopeful will necessarily start the season in the NHL. I think he'll need some time. You know, I don't know unless he's had some kind of incredible offseason training that we don't know about. And we don't know about it because you know we don't we're not really seeing these guys. You don't get to see him in dev camp or the rookie games and whatnot. Uh, but unless he had some kind of incredible training summer, I anticipate that he'll need time in the AHL to get used to playing. Uh, you know, a, a man's game. You know. Because his, you know, he he's he's not the, the sturdiest. He's a smaller guy, so so I think he'll he'll need some time, uh, some seasoning in the AHL. But I think uh, Pasternak has has a good shot. Um, I can see them signing a guy like a Heed or somebody in, in that kind of uh, uh, realm. Uh, I was thinking, and I don't know, Sharks fans won't like like this guy so much, but uh, I know he gets along well with Eric Carlson, and so it makes sense that a uh, Borwicki might be somebody to look at, just in terms of he's going to be inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to fill that role that they wanted Dalton Prout to fill uh, in terms of just a little bit of toughness and some PKing, that sort of thing, that uh, unfortunately uh, Prout couldn't fill because, you know, he had two, a couple of concussions uh, last, uh, or this season. But uh, he's a guy like that who can kind of fill a role for the Sharks potentially. And that's, that's just an idea. I, that's not something necessarily that I've heard. And I haven't really chased down things about the defense because – you know, that's something that I, I don't know if the Sharks will fill immediately. Maybe they will, you know, on the first day of free agency. But uh, obviously the focus with them is on at, at forward. Hmm. Well, uh, it, either way, right now, uh, it, it, oh, my God, I just, I'm tongue-tied because it's like there's so much going on between now and the and draft, free agent frenzy, so much happening. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Again, you can find Shang sanjosehockeynow.com and uh okay i guess our final question you you don't have to you don't have to answer i mean whether you want to confirm or deny that's fine there is rumor that tim heed has actually set his phone to block any numbers from the 408 area code mm-hmm. but we'll we'll i don't know can you confirm or deny that or is that really? just is that just that's 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 hockey jerk. Go ahead, jerk. Tell him. <laughs> no, we, we have, you know, and we obviously, you know, AJ, myself, a bunch, pretty much everybody who's affiliated with Teal Town, we all are very much in love with Tim Heed. You know, we, it kind of one of those guys where you watch him with the Barracuda, you watch him mature up to being in the NHL. And so he's just, I would say if we did a ranking of maybe not the best sharks or, you know, the most skilled sharks, but maybe just like the, those guys that we always love and root for, you know, Tim Heed's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. And so we always kind of, because of that, we always, we want him, you know, to kind of succeed. succeed, get a better, op- you know, maybe an opportunity where maybe he's not an extra defenseman. Maybe he is solidified in that, in that bottom pair. So, you know, AJ and I always just joke around. It's like, Oh, you know, if a 408 area code calls him, I would just ignore it and go somewhere else. And if I'm I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that it's, it's possible. I'm not sure if he's the type he's looking for it, which is true under the bar and Bookner never seemed like he was the, the type they're looking for, especially with uh, already you have guys like uh, Burns and, and, and Carlson filling that kind of offensive kind of, and, and those two are so good at it, you know, whereas a guy like, 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 like he at the NHL level, he's just a decent offensive defenseman and doesn't necessarily make up for his defensive shortcomings. So, so yeah, so I just threw his name out because he is familiar to them and he will be cheap, but I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah. Um, and one guy you did mention that I, I forgot to mention is I know that Middleton, uh, I, I reached out to, to some people, uh, you know, of a, a source and 
he wants to come back. He's hopeful that the Sharks want him back. That's 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 what uh, what from a couple weeks ago. But but I don't I don't know where where that's at now. And actually, I do need to follow up on some of these RFAs and, and whatnot right before uh, we start. And so I'll also update on that. I'm sure in a couple of days or so. So. Awesome. Well, Shane, get on that, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you on SanJoseHockeyNow.com this coming week. Thanks for joining us, man. All right. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me.